Turn it on. Yeah. Light it up. We'll set this ah. on fire. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Give me a second. Hello. Hey, yo, Socks. Oh, what up, Shock Cleasy? Yo, I'm doing a barbecue today. Oh, you know it's winter, right? But I'm at the chalet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Call up some people. Come on out. Let's make it happen. I'm going to hit them up right now. Inhale the Watch the clouds take shape. Then exhale slow. You know? Now you in the right mode to float and fly. Hop in the ride. 81 Mustang, the D diddle side. The ride don't matter, flatter who. It's all about we and the crew. And at 2 o'clock, the girls that pass through. Swapped out gang. And it's more than a few. The jean shorts and the tank tops will do. With their hands on the crew. You know how we do. You know how these Canadians do. West Indians, Asian, Latinos do. Holla at that birdie that be smiling at you. Even though you with the missus, she thinks you're delicious. It's something that this blue sky does. Green grass enough, but it's summertime love. This is what we gon' do Skip off your jaw Swim by Jamal's And later on Maybe you could work it I know sometimes I might Get a little raw But your candy eyes is I Can't eat a eye I can't even lie I fancy your thigh I've been sizing you girl For quite some time Don't got a lot of money So riches I can't buy But uh Get with this vibe We could soar real high Century Sam, give a damn if they don't understand. Ball heavy head high is the stride. Broke, but we walk like we own high rise. At least in the mind, so we walk as such. Chaps with ill dog sounds, funk you up to get down. And when your mind right, you'll see it's just family. Yeah. Clubs you don't need, so chill from the scene. About every hour, oh. the Al Green. Hop in the car, drive a 3D. Low down the windows, raise the DBs. Parents, they roll up, don't understand. We are neck snapping hard, they can't catch the beat. It's just a swamp dog, Steve. Yeah. Not even thinking twice, just feeling nice. Ride, ride, ride. Welcome back to On The Line with the season finale. I got a very special guest with me today. I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself. So please go ahead and introduce yourself, my dude. Let him know what's up. What's up, what's up? It's your boy, Shaclair, Mr. Chisnock, sexual Chisnock, Shaclair, the ill flow rate. Chilling right here, having a good time talking to all of y'all, hoping everybody's having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I know you're a busy guy. I know you got a lot going on, so I appreciate you taking the time on a Friday to talk to me, a Friday night at that. Yeah, no, yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy month. Um, well, been a crazy summer, just kind of like organizing all the things that I've been uh, kind of getting myself into over the past uh, over the past two months, setting up the new jumble store, uh, setting up the new outreach for. Um, uh, for the charity that um, that I'm involved with, it's called Made to Move Mountains Outreach, and doing all those things. So it's been a crazy couple of months, but it's been great, and I met a bunch of wonderful people doing it, and uh, it's 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 been a great experience. Uh, stressful, but great experience at the same time. Yeah, everything everything great comes with a bit of stress, right? Nothing nothing worth anything comes easy. If it's exactly. too easy, then it doesn't really worth it. It's not it, it, it's not really worth much, not all the time. So I won't say that for everything, because sometimes you win the lottery. 
Yeah. <laughs> true, true words. True words. Yeah. So, I like I like beginning when I speak with the guests. I like starting with their music and like how they came up and stuff. So let's rewind to like the earlier days of Chocolare. You wanna tell me how you got started in the hip hop game? Cause you're an OG in it, bro. I've been following you a long time. Yeah. No. Well, you know, I was. Uh, it started in high school. Um, I did a couple of talent shows. Big up to Tricky Morera out there. He's now he's a big time DJ out there. Me, him, um, we were in like the same group. It was called Critical Step, and then I had a crew called Critical Nation, and uh, it just came up with that. And then my friend Ramon Charles, who was in high school with me, introduced me to Sox. So me and Socrates just started working on music. Shout out Socrates. Yeah, word up. Yeah, he's like a musical genius. And um, we started working and we became friends. And through him, uh, me, him, and Road Dollar would go around. Then we met up with Cardinal. And then we met up with Julie Black and Why Look, Solitaire, everybody. And then they were a part of this crew called Figures of Speech. I was a part of uh, Big Up to uh, Intricate. I was a part of this crew called Paranormal. And Paranormal used to go to every club back in the days and battle bag of tricks so if you ever hear that line in a song that i got called uh, breath control uh you know it, intricate battling bag of tricks they do it all the time and recruit but then so figures of speech and then paranormal became very good friends and then we just ended up calling it the circle because it was the circle of friends and uh and uh that's kind of how i started and then they we started just doing music and music and creating a really great friendship and it all just kind of grew from there and it was just a bunch of bunch of cats that just loved doing music and uh, we respected each other's art and the way that they performed and we just became whatever and we started doing music and it went from there when you started making music did you have any like inspirations at that time did anybody inspire you to make music or do you have a mentor i didn't necessarily have a mentor but what I did have was one thing that I did watch was I would watch Eddie Murphy, Delirious and Raw. And I'd be like, man, this guy's on stage. He's controlling this crowd, telling jokes. And I was like, oh, man, I need to get up on stage and go and uh, do some music. And then my uh, older brother, uh, who went by Livy B., he was the guy on the block that everybody would battle. He'd be battling everybody everywhere. And people would come up to me and they would call me Junior and they would be like, hey, Junior, you're going to get up on the stage and rap, or not on the stage, but you're going to get up and go and rap like your brother. And I just started writing a little this and that. And then I went to, there was this party at Markham and Eglinton, 3181, right at Markham and Eglinton. And um, uh, yeah, I spit a couple of lyrics that I've been working on. And somebody said, stay at it. And then I stayed at it. <laughs> and that's pretty much how I came into it. How old were you at that time? Oh, I must have been like 16. Yeah. So you started working with Cardinal and Socrates and everybody, like you said. Uh, how close would you say that that connection is? Because you guys all came up in that same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, our, our connection is cl very close. Like, you know, like we have there's so much history, like the, the amount of shows we've done together and the amount of songs that we have that probably people haven't even heard yet. Like just the stuff we would be demoing in studios and never came out. We would do like tons of songs, tons of work and tons of stuff um, together. And we're close. Um a lot of things, um, yeah, there's just so much music that we are so, that we have so much to, together with. Uh, it just, a lot of times, sometimes, is that what ends up happening is that, so my career took off, Cardi's career took off, Sox Julie's career took off. We're still very close and very much friends. Like, when you see us all together, like, you would think we were back in, like, high school together, like, jamming and partying and laugh the way we laugh around each other and everything like that. I like that. When artists connect with each other and they stick with each other, that's what happens, man. You build a bond and, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily work off each other, but, you know, you see one of your boys drop a hot track, you're like, I want to drop a hot track. 
You know what I mean? I just oh, I there see was that. there was a lot there was a lot of friendly competition in that's there. That's what because, I mean, and and that's what that's yeah. what I love. You know, because I was a hip hop artist myself. I stopped uh, back uh, ten years ago, and now I'm doing the podcasting, as you can see. And uh, that's what I had with my friends. You know, I was in a group myself, uh, me and another guy named Split City, and I was my name Hanley, as I go by now. And we did the same thing. He dropped a solo track. I'd be like, shit, I'm going to drop a solo track. And we're going to yeah. see whose plays go up. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. <laughs> it was just fun. You know what I mean? And I see that with you, Carter now, Socrates, and Julie. And I like that. And I love that it's so Canadian. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like we used to. So me, Roll Dollar, and Socrates were the only guys from Scarborough. Everybody was from Oakwood and Vaughn, West End, everywhere, wherever. So it was us three. And we used to all, all three of us used to go into, um, where we drive in. At first, we used to drive in Socrates Mustang. <laughs> uh-huh. And we have this, uh, there's a story, I will get into it, but there's a story of the Don Valley Massacre where I don't know how we got in between these two cars, but to go and switch lanes. What's, what's wrong with the story? Why don't you want to get into the story? Well, because it's kind of boring. You had to be in the car at that time, right? Like it okay. was like we were just driving in socks before I realized that he needed to wear glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we were driving at night and uh, we had to go. And I don't know what type of situation he was doing, but we had to squeeze in between these two cars and he's driving fast. And we made it through we, all of us, like everybody in the car was just like, did we just do that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we call it the Don Valley Massacre, the almost Don Valley Massacre. Uh, but we used to come, but, uh, you know, like we we went through all of those things. And, and me, Socks and Roll, we used to always go up into the studio all the time. And then that was always our ongoing joke is um, we would uh, go and meet up with all these guys. We were the only ones from Scarborough. Everybody else was from the West End, but from different areas in the West End. But we'd always go up. And then... Um, uh, there was this guy, his name, uh, one of the crew members, his name was Anthem. Every time that he was around me, he used to always be like, shucks, rap. He heard <laughs> you're a good rapper. Like, we'd be walking down young, approaching Dundas, and then he'd be like, rap. And then I'd just be like, okay. And then I'd just start spitting lyrics, and then we'd just, <laughs> we'd just go into a battle in the middle of young and Dundas. Me and him just, like, go in. No, I wouldn't even say it was a battle, but we would just go into a rap freestyle situation on there and you know and it and then that was cool that was cool uh, you know like it was very cool because it was what i wanted to do and uh so there's nothing nothing but love with the circle because that's how we came up we came up together and it's great to see a lot of people whether they're in music uh like why look now is a big time lawyer you know, like, you know, like he went to UFT and did all his stuff and whatever. But it's great to see how all of us were reconnected on through hip hop and we became everybody's doing their thing now and all in their own thing. So it was great to see. But, yeah, that's how we came up. We were just we were like almost like the little rascals coming up. We were just a bunch of guys from all different parts of the city. All we had was love for the music and it's great to see that uh, wherever it took us, the music catapulted us into uh, a great situation. Yeah, and like you said, hip-hop is what brought you guys together. And I I say on the show that the arts save lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're struggling with something and you have an art, a lot of the time it's therapeutic. Well, you, people got to understand, too, is like with music, it's a lot of times uh, depending. And it doesn't even matter what genre it is right it's just a matter of like there's always a song for the emotion that you're in yes sir so like if you're just trying to figure out you listen to uh kid rocks only god knows why you want to go and party then you're listening to a great mace song or you're listening to grimy if you're feeling like you know like you just want to go and get dirty that night somehow whatever the dirty is for you (laughs) You listen to Nori's grimy, grimy, you know, like there's always a song. And um, so music was the great uh, was the great bridge for all of us. And um, I still believe it's for a lot of people because music is emotion. And um, 
And, you know, and those are the three, three things that I always say with a lot of stuff is there's three types of motion, food, friends and music. Those are the three things that go and trigger emotions with stuff. So, um, you know, like so I'm just really happy that uh, our music that we've done over the years, over 20 plus years is um, still creating that emotion. And when people go and say, I see posts going up and be like, what made you fall in love with? Canadian hip hop or something like that. I hate it when they say Canadian hip hop, uh, but like with hip hop um, and then I'll see people go and say, you know, Jellystone or the Rascals or Ghetto Concept, but then they'll say Shaw Claire, Cardinal, Socrates, Julie Black, Solitaire, uh, you know, and a lot of the people um, that helped go and make uh, hip hop that comes from Canada uh, so personal to them, are a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I came up with. Me and Danny O, we talk on a regular, you know, and me and Danny O, um, there's a new song uh, that I just put out called Got This. Yeah. And and, um, and I told him, it's like, you know, what did I do? The first time I met the Rascals, we were on the Beat Factory tour and we went out to, um, we went out to, the, the, we were in this budget van with 11 seater budget van and we went out <laughs> we ended up in LA with cracked windshields and all because all the stone chips that kept cracking up our windshield <laughs> <laughs> and then I go into I believe the place was called Mars and I see red one in the place I was like yo what's up and this is just when I had just a second out so that would have been like 96 7 8 maybe barely nah it's got to be 96 and they were like, oh, man, we love your music. I'm like, yo, you guys are the rascals. Three years later, we're on Northern Touch together. That's a dope story, man. Yeah. And then we we're like good friends. Like, you know, like I was just talking to him just yesterday. Like, you know, like so all these years. And then Danny O, we thought uh, with me and Danny O in the monolith. So in Scarborough, for anybody familiar with Scarborough, uh, they have a boys' school and a girls' school. The girls' school was Notre Dame. The boys' school was Neil McNeil. I'm believing that. I might be mistaken and might have reversed the situation, but I don't believe I am. But um, so we all over there, and somehow we ended up at Neil McNeil. And uh, Monolith is there. And then we just started a cipher. And then, like, a lot of times with the guys in Scarborough, it's like you see them all in the Scarborough Town Center, right? And you just give the head nod, like, I... I, I see you like, you know, like it's yeah. just a head nod. It's just like a, you know, I see you all the time. Yeah. Word up. I know who you are, whatever. And then it was like one of those things. And then now we're like sitting here over there and like, what are we going to do? Let's start a cypher. And then we started rapping. And then all of a sudden we're on the Beat Factory tour together. And then we're there, we're there, we're there. And it goes, it goes. And uh, even just up to a couple of days ago, um, me and Danny O. Well, that's the whole story with Northern Touch. Me and Danny O at the Sky Dome, Monday Night Raw watching. And we would go in there and um, we've known each other. I just got a Facebook post saying, oh, happy 13 years of you guys knowing each other. I was like, man, I know this guy longer than 13 years, man. That's for sure. <laughs> it's great stories, man. I want to rewind to something you said. You said you hate when they say Canadian hip hop. Why is that? I want to make an assumption first and then correct me if I'm wrong. Is it that you feel like they make like it's like a subgenre? Yes. And that's why I say it, because See, I, I feel you on that. Because when you say because when I was used, when I was coming up, right, like people would be like, you know, that's good for Canada or that's good for this or that's good for that. It was always B rated. Whenever we would go into ciphers and go into freestyles and stuff like that, like people would come up and be like, oh, let my guy come in. He's from Boston or this guy's from Connecticut or this guy's from Chicago. And what they were alluding to was the fact that. He's American, he's going to be better than you. You've got to let this guy rap. But then lo and behold, we're here. And that guy gets dusted out of the water, not by me but by other people too, you know? And it was like, it, they always used to subclass it, like just make it be like, you're good, but good enough for Canada. Even when they did, when we did music videos, I understand the music videos because a lot of us, we don't have the resources, like just the whole country on anything, doesn't have the same resources that the Americans would have. 
you yeah. know, um, our money is lower than their money and everything. So for it costs us more to do stuff and, and whatever. And people would do that. So whenever they say, yeah, Canadian hip hop, or like if they say, they don't say Canadian hip hop artists or Canadian musicians for Alanis Morissette or for um, Jan Arden. Jan Arden or Skater Girl, what's her name? Avril Lavigne and other people like Nelly Furtado and whatever, but they always put the Canadian thing around rappers. He called her Skater Girl. <laughs> well, that was her first song. No, right? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was her first song. And it was a great song. She has great songs. Yeah, uh, it was just, just, just funny to me, just the way Skater Girl, Avril Lavigne. But right away, you remember right after you say yeah, Skater Girl. <laughs> yeah, that, that was you it. Remind yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, but they would go and they don't put any type of tagline on them. Um, you You're know, right. bare naked ladies, you know, but then what always used to happen was that you had to go and make it big. Even if you were big, forget about if you were big in Europe, because Dream Warriors were huge in Europe when they came out. You had to be big in the States. Then Canada says Canadian audience would say. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, they're from my hometown. I went to school with this guy. I was there. Oh, they, yeah, they're from Ottawa. They're from Toronto. They're from BC. They're from wherever they're from and whichever. So they always put this, like, tag on hip-hop coming from Canada. And so that's what I hate because nobody storms he from, uh, from the UK. They just call him Stormzy. They don't say UK rapper. Nope. They say they say Stormzy, you know, and it, and then that's one of the things. And I don't know. I don't know if that's a part of like maybe they're trying to go and give appreciation and say like, yeah, this Canadian rapper. But they don't say Canadian rapper. They call it Canadian hip hop. Like ours is different from what hip hop is. And that's where I'm like, I hate it when they say that. I would prefer them to say hip hop artists from Muskoka, Ontario. Yeah, I feel you. You know, he's dope. You should check him out, right? You know, definitely feel you on this, 100. percent Yeah, so that's where I that's that's why I was saying that. That's why. I All was right, saying. I, that's what I assume. So one point for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so well, fast forward to like, let's say your your mid career. What album would you say was in your mid career? From me. So like from you started, then you you progressed to your mid career. You've got your fan base built up to a certain point now. What album would that be out right, uh, around, around that time? I don't know what time it would be if we were saying mid-career. Hmm. Good, 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 kind of good question. I, I would suggest, I would say, well, first I would say mid-career, I'm still in it. It's not over um, because I'm still releasing music and doing music. But I would say, okay, so it's a two-pronged answer right here. First one would be... Memoirs of Blake Savage. The reason why I bring that up, because it was more of a funky album. And then I think, to be honest, I think it was before its time and before people could really appreciate what was going on. Because right after that came Big Black Lincoln. I arrested this other song. And they were everything was funkified, like everything had funk in it. And that was what Blake Memoirs of Blake Savage was. Uh, so I really do like that record. I do uh, remember how funky that was. It was a funky. It was funky. Yeah, album. we had skunk. We had uh, um, turn it on, light up, light it up. We had that on there. You know, we had hot marshmallows. We had uh, all these other songs. And then after that, all these funk albums came out. Like even with uh, Brass Monk and a bunch of the other albums that were coming out. But I would have to say it would be flagrant album not the song but the album which had skyline on it and um oh, all these other uh, all i need in this world is you and all these other songs that were on it um that was my uh fifth journal off that album i was actually kind of surprised because i was like I, the funny thing is I, I believe i was in edmonton calgary or edmonton wherever the journals was and we went to the dinner and we went to go and do it and when they called my name, I remember Spence Diamonds was sitting at the table with me and they were like, and the Juno for best hip hop album is Flagrant by Shaq Claire. And we <laughs> look at each other we're like, 
wow. Because there was a lot of really great records out at that point. What like, year? again, oh, this got to be like, oh, seven or something like that. Okay. Uh, but, but like, yeah, but we were just sitting there. But there you had IRS, you had Big Black Lincoln, you had all these other really great groups, like groups that had, you know, they're making moves and they're doing really good songs and everything. And they picked Flagrant. And so that's why when you see there's a picture of me and Spence Diamonds uh, there and I'm just wearing like a Sean John T-shirt and him. He's just wearing his leather because we were like, ah, we're going to go for the dinner because we were like, hey, are you hungry? You want to go eat? Yeah, yeah. Well, we got tickets for here. Let's go over here because we weren't expecting anything. Uh, we just wanted to go and get food and we had invitations and we wanted to go in. And so we must, went there. That must have been one of one of the better wins for you. Like how, how it was surprising. Would you say that? I will say that. That was one of the better ones uh, because it was like, let's ride in ice cold. Sure. We kind of knew, like we didn't know what was going to happen. Like anything could go anyway, but anywhere. But, you know, it was at that time the biggest record at that point you know and it was like everybody knew like if it was a nice cold who was it going to be there was nobody around at that time doing it whatever but now when we get into flagrant album there's lots going on and then so me and spencer we literally we went there to have dinner yeah <laughs> and then we're like and then they're like, oh, and the winner of the album is Shaclair, Flagrant. And then we're like, what? And then that's why everybody's dressed up. But me, I'm just wearing a Sean John long sleeve T-shirt <laughs> and a jacket because we were like, just went there for dinner. We thought it was going to be whoever else was on the thing. Uh, but that's cool because people really like that record. And there's a lot of songs and songs like Skyline. A lot of people are like, man, like, you know, Skyline. Like, I hear it all the time when I go around and I meet people. People will go and say, like, Skyline is my song. Like, you know, like, reach yeah. for the skyline where dreams come true. Like, that's my song. They just like it. They just like it. Like that it more than I. had a great vibe, man. Yeah, they, 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 they liked it more than I actually knew how they would like it. Because when you usually record music, right? Like, you, like, oh, this is how they're going to feel it, right? Like, you have it in your mind. And, um... Apparently, I had no idea because I did not think that that was going to happen. And that's why. So for for the Juno people out there, sorry, I wasn't dressed adequately. I, I just wanted the stuffed chicken with the mashed potatoes and the mushrooms on the side. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely pro- one of the like the better wins because it was a surprise. You weren't expecting it. That's dope, though. It's it's memorable. You know what I mean? Like, you'll never forget that. Like, yeah. And then I partied with um, a lot of the people afterwards. Like, I remember not even getting back in till about like eight o'clock in the morning. And and I was just I didn't know anybody. So uh, for anybody trying to say, oh, conspiracy link up. I didn't know anybody. I you know, you go to the after parties and you meet people, oh, this is the so-and-so of this committee. Oh, this is the so-and-so of that committee and this, that, and the other. And then I just ended up hanging out with them, going to rock clubs and whatever. Like, I just all over, all over Alberta, everywhere, and just partying and jamming. And all of a sudden, the sun comes up. And it's like, I think I need to go home. Like, it's like, or go back to my hotel. I think it's like 9 o'clock in the morning right now. <laughs> and, then, and then we're like okay so but it was a great experience and everybody was wonderful had a great 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 time um and especially because the win was unexpected uh, so it was um it was it was a wonderful great great night that's awesome man and congratulations and you have how many do you know how you have five six have four junos and five much music awards Damn. Yeah, I know. I say that to myself. (laughs) I say that to myself all the time. And my mom won't. And my mom won't let me go and keep them. She keeps them because she thinks I'm gonna lose them. Ah, smart. (laughs) Yep. They're all at her house. I'm like, can I get what? Can I get one of my gold records so I can put it up in my apartment? And she's like, nope, because you're gonna lose them. (laughs) And I'm like, how am I gonna lose them? They're gonna be hanging on my wall. Nope. They're all over here. So everything is sacredly kept. At her place. <laughs> you know she does that also just because she's just so proud of you. 
Absolutely. I know she's proud and she looks and she looks at them um, every day. But like I want to go and I want somebody to come in here and sit there and see platinum and gold records around. But she's like, nope, because you're going to lose them or someone's going to break them or something like that. And I'm like, so I agree. They're safer with her because she pulls out things that old magazine articles like my source when I was in the source in 1997 for unsigned hype back in the day, she still has that magazine. That's dope. <laughs> so I'm like, I, yeah, it's safe with you. <laughs> She's a collector, man. Yeah, yeah, it's safe with her. So I'm, I'm happy that it goes with her. Well, shout out to your Ma Dukes, man. She <laughs> sounds up. like a wonderful, wonderful lady. Oh, yeah, she is. She is. Uh, she's a teacher and she takes care of uh, children with special needs. So um, she does it all. And she's been doing that for probably 40 plus years. Well, I'm grateful for what she does because we need more people like that in the world, man. Word up. So we'll fast forward to where we are today with your music. You just were talking about the song you have out, Got This. Yes. Is that coming for from a new project that you're releasing? Can you talk about anything? Well, um, not for a new project. Um, I'm kind of just releasing singles right now. Reckless, but they just yellow like jaundice. I pay homage for ones that came before. They did not not knock the door. Rumbled in with tin boots, come on band with the suits. Funky Jamaican roots, warriors with the staff. Gave me a dream to go and be extreme, so I put the pen to pad. My concept is not to be left struggling on this beaten path. So I did this with the monolith. Toward the west coast, met the rascals, dipped my big toe into the ocean coasting. Me and Rhode Dollar in the Impala, Socrates in the Volvo, C70. That's all that we know. Put the rap game in a chokehold. Didn't know better. Better against the circle, you gon' lose your cheddar. Yeah. Now what the hell is this? People talking this and that. People forgot how it started. Made you proud to wear Jay's hats. Made you proud to say where you at. Made you proud to say where you from. Coined the city called T Dot. Made it hot. Now the six is where it evolved. Yeah. Don't newness to music. Stage in the mic, I abuse it. When I'm on stage, the crowd just lose shit. Head backstage, yo, who's this? My shit. Getting raided by this chick. Thickness, thick lips. God is my witness. All of my fitness. Couldn't get this chick all off of my dick what does this world become that was my prophecy, that was my prophecy. they came reality. reality problems they straddle me, they straddle me. but they can take me escaping naturally into the wilderness into the wild into my style into your gomer and power breaking you down like i was vile girls liking my smile liking my teeth liking me between the sheets liking my girth liking the fact i repeat yo my rap school was rap man epmd and red man the only time i rolled the dice i rolled seven twice eleven twice Breathe on him, make him real lucky, squeeze on him My foot's on the dash, your girlfriend is all in the back Cracking a bottle of Jack, imagine the time that we had Don't you get, don't you get mad, it ain't hard to tell I'm happy for real, party and bullshit for real Biggie, I got this You can hopscotch of this, or make butterscotch of this Either way, I got this Mind over matter, but the matter is toxic Either way, I got this The compressor is down, audio sounds Think I recorded on logic Flakes yeah. <laughs> have, all you others just stop it Yeah not really, just stop it. Y'all lyrics ain't wanted. Yeah. I'm trip tonic. Y'all people trip tonic. You're a suckling baby with bonnets. Your mother and father is on it. God bless the child. Rise up. We only see half filled cups. So even when I'm half filled up, that means I'm another half up. Kick rock sucker. Don't spring your ankle when you kick sucker. Just not. I got this. I got this. Like I've been working with, um, and I know we'll get into this in a in a little bit. But like I've been working with these uh, with a project down in Leamington, Ontario, where um, you recently moved there, didn't you? No, I I don't live there. I just oh. go I just go there constantly. My mistake. 
Yeah, I just go there constantly because we're opening a shop there. So what I got is I got um I got a shop there that's opening up and we're doing uh here this jumbo shop what's going on right there which CBDs we got a studio we're doing after school programs and whatever and just from uh, what I heard from the situation that was going on down there because Leamington is like a, a a small rich town but they don't have no middle so you either somebody that owns a like a greenhouse and you're selling vegetables or whatever whatever you're doing or you're sleeping at the car wash and turning on the hot water so you can get the steam so you get the heat so you could sleep in the winter time yeah and it was a little bit disturbing when i got in there and i and i got to go and see it and then i got to meet a lot of people in there and i got to meet people from leamington lodge and places like uh, uh leamington lodge and seniors and uh essex and I would meet these people, and a lot of them are people that they just want to go and just discard. Like, you know, like they don't care about them. Like, they don't even get Christmas cards at Christmas. They don't get birthday cards. Uh, some of their family members just say, if they die, just let us know. Like, that is to the level of whatever. And then now you have this lady named Kathy that is like, no, they deserve a better life than that. And she's trying to go and do the best that she can. But the city is trying to go and sweep it under the rug because it's a rich, small town. They don't want to see people walking up and down the street and, you know, sleeping and whatever. So they try to pretend and they're fighting her and everything like that. And I just decided that, you know, like coming through, you know, like my own situations of me dealing with mental illness and stuff and depression and figuring out all these other things in life and how not to go and get yourself down in that road. It's like we decided to go and work together. So we started working together. So we opened up, we're opening up. It's not open yet. Uh, we're opening up the first St. T jumbo chocolate shop, CBD, music studio after not music studio because it's more than just music media studio after school program for kids after school to come in they go we got green screens go do your tiktok videos in the back whatever you need to go and do but we're trying to set up everything there to go and try and elevate the people that they want to sweep under the rug because you know a lot of people you know, so that's what I've been doing over the summer from June 22nd. I can remember. No, May 28th till now is what I've been setting up and then what I'm I'm getting that together and putting it together. So uh, that's what I have going on. And then with the new music, still doing new music, still going out there. But one of my uh, major pushes and everything is um the new shop that's opening up in Leamington, Ontario, um, uh, that we got. And uh, it doesn't even have a name yet. I haven't even thought of a name yet, but it's, I just call it the shop for now, but it's, but it's coming, but it's studio. So we have studio after school programs, tutors, so they could do homework, learn how to go and learn how to do media and all this other stuff. Somebody there to help them with uh, homework. Plus, we have a clothing store in there. We're going to have a barber shop in there because I got into a whole lodge, like uh, 18-bedroom type lodge situation. Okay, that's what's up, man. And then, but we're going to utilize all the space to go and do positive work out of it. And uh, big up to La Hacienda, um, uh, the Mexican food restaurant out there, because they're a big supporter of us. And there's a lot of other big supporters of us. And we're just trying to go you got, in. You got one right here. The podcast supports you, bro. Yeah, no, we appreciate it, man, because there's people that need help. And I agree, man. And we need to go and we need to go and help them on the real, like on it's the funny, real, real. It's funny you bring up like the after school program and the uh, studio for like the kids and stuff or the media uh, room for the kids and stuff because uh, like Chance the Rapper recorded his album in the Chicago Library, right? And it was free after school or whatever. He'd go and record. It was free. You know, it was something to do and keep him on a right path. You know what I mean? So I want to open something the same in Ottawa, but they have an art center, but it's not for free. You know, you got to rent everything. It's expensive. Like kids can't afford that. 
So I want to open something like, not like a boys and girls club, but something similar to what you're talking about, but more focused on like the media where they can create and feel like they can create and come in a safe spot. You know what I mean? Keep at risk youth, people struggling, whatever the, whatever the situation is, keep them on like a straight path. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. said, with the mental health and the mental illness, I'm diagnosed bipolar as well, so I deal with depression a lot. And mental illness and mental health problems don't discriminate, you know what I mean? They target whoever, whenever, why ever. Well, you know what? It's like one of those things. It's like, you know, it's weird because people will assume, people will assume the people that are going through any type of mental situation, they assume the way that they look. They'll be like, like, you know, like if you see, I don't even want to call them a bum on the street, but just for characteristic reference, um, we'll just say that. But they're not. They're just whatever. But just for reference. So like if you see like a bum on the street, you'll be like, that guy is suffering from something or he's whatever or he's a junkie or he's a this well what brought him there what got him to that point there's a lot of different psychological reasons and whatever like people would not know that through my 30s i had the worst 30s of my life i don't even really remember it most of my 30s i was standing on a cliff wondering if it would hurt when i hit the ground because i didn't want to hurt I just wanted to go. I, you know? I, I, I relate. I, I relate 100%. So, you know, yeah. So it's like I'm in the, my 30s, right? I'm in my 30s right now. I, I My early 30s, you know what I mean? And like I this started in my 20s, the depression. I don't even remember my 20s like you're saying. Like it was it. you're so focused when you're depressed on that one thing. You forget about everything else. Well, that's the whole thing, right? It's like you're just like it's not to say that you don't have a good time in between all these other things, but you're you, but like you said, your brain is focused on why my brain hurting? is yeah, your brain is focused on fixing and whatever. Like you know, like when they go and say like you know when like things are so painful, um, like say you break your leg you almost go into like a state of shock and then you don't even realize your leg is broke until you actually look at it and your bone is sticking out of your leg then yeah. that's when it hurts like and after that fact and it, it's like one of those things where you know you go and you you don't realize what you're in until you realize what you're in you know and uh, and it's one of those things of where yeah, like that's that's me. And that's why I wanted to go and set this up, because I'm now now I'm I'm not on no cliff. I'm not looking up because that's the farthest thing for me to do. Me now is like, look at a problem. OK, yeah, take a day, go and, you know, and yell, scream, kick the wall, punch a punching bag or throw some dishes around. There's the problem. Tomorrow, we're all about solution. How do we get out of this situation? Whatever it is, whatever the problem is, you know, and and, um, and then and then now then you then your life focus now changes and it becomes on solution. And the reason why I think that with us doing the Made to Move Mountains Outreach uh, Foundation that we're doing right now and all of that, and I'm being able to go and talk to a lot of uh, people and why they uh, kind of navigate towards me is because I'm somebody that went through it. Like if you're not talking to somebody that doesn't know when they're just giving you psychoanalysis of like, okay, well, you're a to B kind of equals C, but you're sort of a Z. It will put a Y in there and whatever. It's like, no, I know what you're going. Through. I know the dark path. And then those are the things and why I, 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 I really got into it. And, you know, and I grew up the same way, like, you know, I just, you know, whether it's growing up in poverty and stuff like that. So all these things can go and maturize into everything. But like, it's like I get it. And uh, that's why I want to go and really go and stand forward and let people know it's like I get I get your mind.
to a degree. Some people are a little bit farther out than maybe I am. Um, but for other people, it's like, I get it. And I understand what you're going through. And it's just a matter of switch. It's just, just a switch. But you can't switch it until you actually switch it. But it takes time to go and make you go and hit the switch. It's like that movie where can you grab that knife or that switch to go and kill the alien? Can you? And you're stretching, you're stretching. You see the fingers and the finger and this is here and the fingers here, here and then I don't even know how like their finger hand just grew longer and then they grab it and they pull it down yeah. and then they switch over and then it's what it, it's what it is. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why um, we're doing that myself, Jumbo, St. T apparel and uh, made to move mountains outreach um, are doing uh, these type of um situations and outreaches and um, setting up these foundations because like a house just blew up in Wheatley. I don't know. People probably won't even know where that is. It's just outside of Leamington. It was a house explosion. You know what happened? The people that we went and we work with and we organized big up to Jim Hunt, Jim Link, I guess is what his name is on Facebook. Um, uh, the first thing they did, they went and they brought, because I have a lodge they went and brought food, picked them up, and gave them a place to stay. Cause they all, because their house is on fire, it blew up. Yeah. So we were able to do that. Like, people won't know that. Um, well, they'll know it now because I just kind of said it. But they don't know that it was our, not, not just mine. So I'm not trying to take all credit. But we were involved in getting whoever didn't have a house there anymore. We have we have rooms in our place. So we go and we set them up because that's unfortunate for them who like if this house blew up right now, like where am I going? Well, to my mom's house. Right. Some yeah. people don't have their mom's house to go to. And uh, and then we go and do that. And that's what we do. And that's part of my growth. You know, that's part of me knowing where and how dark things can get in your soul. But then bringing light to other people as well yeah and i and i think you deserve the utmost respect for what you do man i i, I appreciate what you do it it means a lot from one mental health advocate to another i would call you definitely a mental health advocate and from one to another i appreciate you uh going relating to the people before judging or assuming like you said, most, or at least a majority would assume or judge someone first. No and judgment, no judgment ever comes in. Like, that, that's the thing. I see that in just talking to you and listening to your music. You you could understand a person. If you really listen to a person's music, you could understand them and you could kind of get a feel for who they may be if you talk to them. You know what I mean? And that's what I figured I'd have when I spoke with you. That's why I wanted the interview because I knew that the conversation would flow. We both are aiming for similar goals. You're way ahead of me, <laughs> but I'm trying my best by starting with the podcast and guests like you who come on and are honest and open up and talk about how they were depressed or they had suicidal thoughts or they had family members who have committed suicide or have mental illness whatever the case or story is uh i appreciate that because it shows that as a person you're vulnerable and open to relate to people well you know what and 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 through my thing and uh through what all the issues that i've went through and um kind of like getting myself together it's like there's nothing cool. There's nothing cool about saying you want to hurt yourself. It's almost like an embarrassment. It is because you 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 feel that way. You want people to know that it's that way, but it's not a cool thing. Like people don't people don't just walk around and like people who slice their wrists and stuff like that or their arms and cut themselves. They don't be like, I'm just going to cut myself. Like, they don't just walk around the mall and do it because they think it's cool. 
they do it in secret. Because most of the time they hide it afterwards. It's not like they have it showing. Then they wear turtlenecks and long sleeve shirts and whatever because it's an embarrassment. But it's like an internal virus that eats at you. Like it's like almost almost like uh, if you're a Spider-Man fan, it's like Venom. A symbiote. Yeah. It's it's like that. It's like yeah. it's just an internal something. And the only way to get that out is to recognize that. And um, that's, that's a good true. analogy. That was a cool analogy using. Oh, really? I just I, I just kind of made it up on the spot right now. <laughs> that's one. That's one point for you. <laughs> there you go. So we're tied. We're tied now. We're tied. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know, and I'm just trying to do right because I know what I went through. Uh, what was it that had you in that dark space? Could you do, do you mind talking about it a little more, or do you want to just keep off that subject? Uh, let's just say there was a situation where I was uh, pretty much a young family, first child. Finally, after going through all the music stuff, and now here comes your big check, and somebody stole it all from me okay. through technicalities. So now, all of a sudden, newborn child, new family, what was supposed to be something. I could see, I could see where it's going. And then all of a sudden, now you're hustling harder than you had to, but you hustled hard to get what you got, but then somebody took it from you. And then it just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. And then you just kind of, it just kind of runs away from you, right? And uh, yeah, and it takes a little bit of time because a lot of things happen with those things. But um, but yeah, but no, but I'm just glad and happy that I was able to get out of that. But it took me 10 years. It's taking me some time too, man. It's, t- it's tough to deal with when it's up and down, you know what I mean? Yeah, it took me ten took me ten years to get through it. it took me ten ten years. Let me say as just a person, I'm glad that you got out of it and you're still here. And uh, I'm proud of you for getting out of it. I'm proud of anybody who gets out of a situation like that because it's not easy. So Fair I'm up. just one man to another. It it is tough. You're right about that, most definitely. In your situation, I could understand how tough that would have been. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um. And by just hearing the little the little bit of what you said, I could see how it snowballed into what it would be. Like you said, new family, you just got taken for a ride, and now you're back to square one, trying to figure out what way to maneuver next. So yeah, and then you know, and but you made it through. Yes, and always, if you want to go and have fun, like if you want to smoke weed or drink beer. Don't do it because you're in a negative. If you ever do it when you're in a negative. Now, I can never say I never have, and I can never say that you should never do it. But if you're going to do it in excessiveness, I would suggest, well, first, I would suggest not to do it in uh, excessiveness. Uh, But second, what I would say is that be in a good and bright, great surrounding. You're with your friends. You're having a party. It's your boy's birthday party. You're there. You're your positivity is up a good environment yeah if you're sitting at home and mad and pounding a two sixer of rum it's not gonna turn out good for you period don't don't do that don't do that don't do whatever even if you like you know like whatever it is whatever it is uh you know, I'm not going to select this, that and the other um, because I don't do this, that and the other. I I have my beers, I smoke a weed joint here or there, whatever. Um, but be in a positive. Don't use it as your negative to get out, because when you try to use it as a negative to get out, you're kind of like just using it as a just a bridge to another bad island, because now you'll get over that moment. And then when you wake up, you're on an island and you're by yourself. Because you don't even know, because if you get blacked out crazy on one island and you go to another, then all of a sudden you wake up and you're by yourself because nobody wants to be around you because of what you did on the other island. Don't do it on a negative. Hang out with your friends on a negative. And then I don't know if this is approved by the FDA or the CDC or whatever, but you know what? If you're down and low, hang out with your friends. They might smoke one with you. You go and get life and be happy with them and whatever. 
Eh, and then you go when you're there, but you're in a different environment, like you said. But don't do it by yourself and don't, you know, because it's it's a it's it's a rabbit hole that you dig yourself into when you try to drink away, smoke your way, shoot your way, sniff your way, your problems. Absolutely. It's, it's just a problem. It's just a big problem. And those are a couple of my own problems that I that I have to deal with too. I have my demons. Everybody has their demons and nobody should judge each other's demons and nobody should equate anybody's demons bigger than others. Just because somebody like a problem with somebody, let's just say somebody who is well off and whatever, there's no rate scale to anything like there is, but there isn't. And I, that sounds weird, but like say somebody has a Rolls Royce and Somebody goes and keys their whole car and pops their tire. Of course they're going to be upset. Oh, yeah. But you can't go and tell that person, yeah, I just get a fix. You got a Rolls Royce. You must have insurance. You got a... No, it's a problem to them. That's their problem. But then if there's somebody also that is $3 short on their groceries, well, that's their problem. Now, you can try and weigh both of them, and I'm sure I know which side everything is going to go to, but it's both their own individual life problems. Yep. Now, you can make a general situation around it, but you can't shit on each other's personal problems. That's their problem. You know, that doesn't happen to them. This one has whatever. Maybe that person with the Rolls Royce that got scratched and punctured tire was going to go and bring pumpkins and lettuce and food to the people over here to go and sit there and give them food. Who's to say that they were snobby? They're be snobby. Now they can't do what they're trying to go into. Don't shit on other people's problems. It's personal to them. You know, it's personal. Oh, their boyfriend left them. They could be in the biggest issue that they have. That's their problem. So, you know, you try to go and understand their problem, understand each other's individual problems, and then they might actually educate you on the way that you go and look at other people and look at life in general type thing. You know, like, I don't know. That's just kind of how I see it. No, I agree with you, man. A hundred percent. You spoke a while. And uh, I think that the listeners on this episode are going to get a lot out of it. And I think they're going to Get to know Chocolair more. More than just that. More than just the music. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I aim to do. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you being so open and honest with me on my show and talking about the mental health. And I'm glad we could talk about your music and about your brand and everything that's happening. So this has been the season finale of season two of On the Line With. I'm your host, Hanley. We have Chocolair in the building. I want to thank him again for coming on. And again, I want to thank you for being so honest and real and just open and relatable and humble. Funny, you're you're just a solid dude all around. I really, really think that when you're in Ottawa next, I'm going to have to link up with you and meet you in person because this was a great conversation and I think we could chop it up more if we grab a beer and just link up. It would be a highlight to me because, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan and I'm a host of a podcast, but I'm a fan first. Yeah, well, let's do, let, yeah, let's go and connect. When I come back up to Ottawa, big up to everybody in Cap City up there in Capital City, and uh, you know, I used to go up to Ottawa almost me, Socrates, and Road Dollar. We used to go up there every single long weekend and stay up at Lay Suites oh, every yeah. single long weekend. Every long weekend, we would be up there. We do dinner parties, and I forgot what they turned that place in, but it, what it's called now. But it used to be called the theater, that party place right on the corner. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right beside there was a, was it called Atomic? That was the place that went downstairs. No, and then ritual. There was ritual, and then there was theater. I don't know what it's called now, but we would literally have spaghetti dinner parties because Les Suites was a suite, like it was like a condo, and we go there. We'd invite like 27 people, eat dinner, walk over. That's actually where I met Pat Burns, RMP, on him. We, he was in the cigar lounge upstairs. And I was like, I go to Pat Burns. So I, saw, I was like, because I think he was coaching Boston at the time, but he used to be the Leafs coach at one point. And, uh, and then I, I was like, 
hey, what are you doing here at this hip hop party? He's like, hey, great music, great women. And he's smoking a cigar in a cigar lounge. Back when you were allowed to smoke inside, smoking a cigar in a cigar lounge. And I met him there. And I, me, Socrates, and Road Dollar, and a bunch of other friends, every long weekend, this is back in the 90s, we would be in Ottawa, May 2 4, August 1st, Labor Day, and whatever other holiday. <laughs> holidays to work. Another yeah. good story from Shaw Claire. Yeah. Full of stories. I love it. Oh, we got a ton of them. <laughs> I, could, I could listen. I could listen to them all day, man, because everybody that you mentioned, I'm, I'm a fan of. So I'm still trying to get all your boys on my show. So hopefully I get them on sooner or later. But uh, I'll let you take us out with your links. And then uh, I'll say my goodbye to the listeners. And uh, yeah, go ahead with your links, my dude. All right, so uh, if you want to, um, definitely check me out at Shockler Official on Facebook. Shockler Official uh, uh, is on Instagram, Shockler on Twitter, Shockler Official on YouTube. Uh, if you are so feeling, feeling that you would like to go and help us in our movement to go and help the homeless and people with addictions and uh, the mentally ill uh, that need help and so we can help them. So if you can help us help them, uh, go to made to move mountains outreach at gmail.com. We're giving away shirts for a donation of $35, but whatever you can do, we appreciate it. We feed the homeless. We take care of them. We shelter them. We do as much as we can do it. And uh, you guys can help us with that movement right there. Um, and uh, go and check me out. My new single, I Got This, on Spotify now. And all of the new songs that are all the way on Spotify, go like, subscribe to my page. And uh, thank you guys for more than 20 plus years of support and making me be able to sustain myself just off music. Um, it's been a really great ride, and I love meeting you all when I see you, when I get a chance to go into your cities and you tell me about songs that you like. You know, one thing that people always come up to me is a really funny thing. I had to go and tell Classified this. Like, people will come up to me and they'll be like, shit ain't sweet, and then I'll be like, I don't know what they're talking about. And they'll be like, shit ain't sweet, and I'll be like, what are you talking Oh, it's the track with me and classified unexplainable ah. hunger. Shit ain't sweet. Then I'll have to jump in. Cheese sandwiches for lunch, two jeans by week, a dollar short for the bus fare again this week. And then I'm like, wow. So they do that a lot. And it is so funny because it literally happened at a 7-Eleven the other day. And I told people, I said, people just walk up to me and say shit ain't sweet. And then I was literally telling somebody that. And the guy came out to 7-Eleven and walked around and said, yo, Shaq, Claire. I said, what's up? Said shit ain't sweet, but I was just told him that. So then I was like, oh yeah, cheese sandwiches for lunch, two jeans by week, a dollar short for the bus fare again this week. Deprivation from the sleep, cause the barrels speak. <laughs> I try to elevate myself, got a nine to five, but it's hard when you make it three nine to five. So thank you all for doing all of that. All the support, love it. I love you guys, really. I wouldn't be here without y'all. So that's my love right there. You and, get the second point for spitting and, the verse. You get a oh, second point for spitting the verse, you win. Oh, I win? And yeah. check out Jumbo. Go and check out Jumbo. St. T. Apparels. Big up this St. T. Apparels. Jumbo new store coming out. Elephant. Uh, there's a real good story behind it. Go and check out the website. Check it out. Everything. New store in Leamington coming up September 1st. So check us out. It's going to be wonderful. All right. And again, this has been the season finale of season two of On the Line With. I'm your host, Hanley. Uh, thank you to the listeners and to the new listeners. I hope you enjoyed and you tune in next season where I have more special guests on like Shaw Claire and like everybody else I've had this season. It's been a great season. So thank you for closing it out, Shaw Claire. I appreciate it. And uh, again, I hope to meet you when you come to Ottawa and we can chop it up. We'll chop it up for sure when I get up there again real soon. Let's open up. People go and take care of yourself. Mask yourself up so we can open things up. Let's do for that. Sure. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. What up, East Coast? East Coast. My man Classify. Holla at your boy. The MIC, baby. It's called Unexplainable Hunger. That's the camera.
the nine. Flaming with the rhyme and flame quick as the nine. Aiming at the game, saying the city is mine. Now, he look like the type you underestimate. He's never a suspect, no one investigates him. He be beating them charges with mothers and fathers going. Yeah, it should be a felony to be this vicious on the beat. I'm dope, I'm selling D like I'm a piston on the streets, yelling D for the cheddar cheese, the cheddar I brought, let it be like a spelling bee, the pathetic bark, let it be, be, or get your chain snatched, y'all. Dark cut a sustain, a train track star. Whoever thinking of talking shit to me, it be a memory, it's train of thought will stain that car. I will stretch your dreams from the front seat to the back seat if I could blow a brain that far. Niggas wanna get to know me all cause the way I be spitting Every hoe, every bitch in the city be going For lunch, two jeans by week A dollar short for the bus fare again this week Deprivation from the sleep, cause them barrels speak I tried to elevate myself, got a nine to five But yo, it's hard when you make it three, nine to five You turn cross-eyed, take your eyes off the prize Lose focus, lose balance on this fucked up line So, grab your rough dog, pull yourself up Cause these haters just waiting, take your spot up Brush your shoulders off, pop your collar Make some power moves and then get dollars Girls go and leave their scent on your collar Bring that scent home, then wifey's gon' holler She say you let consumers just dip into the product But really you be showing your supporters that you got them So that's for the fellas, hugs for the ladies Some kiss me on the cheek, some act a little crazy Parking lot pimping and they call pumping Jay-Z Yo, it's just a summer, make me wanna cop a Hummer But yo, it's just shocks with a trailer load of lumber Got the hot tracks that hit every summer Yo, it's just Royce, nickel nine with my boy classified Yo, it's chick, chick, chick 